Have you ever brought your magic to Walt Disney World like, hey, we came to play? Did you tip your tiara to a Creole princess or get goofy officially? When we come through, it's true magic. Because we came to play at Walt Disney World Resort. Dietz and Watson's been making meats and cheeses the right way since forever. What's that mean? It means never cutting corners, ever. It means cooking, not processing. It means our Virginia brand ham that's cooked to perfection, then twice baked to layer the flavors. It takes more time, but you can taste the difference. We come to work every day to do it the right way, even if it's the hard way. Because if it's not right for us, it's not right for you. Dietz and Watson, it's a family thing since 1939. Welcome into our Masters edition of the podcast. Jay Coffin here and Ryan Lavner. And, you know, Rex Hogger decided not to join us. He's too busy getting his beauty sleep for the final round of the Masters. Here we are on the eve of the Masters, Lav. And you know what? It kind of just gets crazier by the day, doesn't it? I mean, Jordan Spieth, after day one, kind of runs away with it. Falters at the end of round two. Ends up faltering at the end of round three. And it's a whole new tournament, man. And we don't have a clue what's going to happen, which is basically why we show up to do what we do. It is, and it's easy to forget now how terrible the conditions were early Saturday morning. We thought this was going to be a complete U.S. Open, and yes, obviously it was really tough for all the contenders, and Jordan Spieth shot over par for the second round in a row, but there was still some good numbers out there. I mean, Smiley Kaufman shot 69, Bernhard Langer, 58 years old, shot two under par, Jason Day also had a round under par, but... With Jordan Spieth, it looked like this was his tournament. It looked like he was going to cruise. He was four up midway through the back nine, bogey 17, a very sloppy double bogey on 18. And now it's a completely different ballgame. You could have a first-timer win. You could have a 58-year-old win. You could have Jason Day win his second consecutive major. You could have even Dustin Johnson just three shot back, break through for his first major. So that really sloppy finish at the end, certainly opened the door for a lot of players to win this Masters. And that, and that's the thing, too, is with Spieth, is that, look, he's been in the solo lead the last seven consecutive rounds of the Masters, right? Record. That in itself is just insanity. And he would have taken that at the beginning of the week. He said so. He said, if you tell me I got a one-shot lead heading into the final round, I'd absolutely take that. But he is so miffed at himself for just coughing up all those shots the last two days, basically five over par on the last three holes the last two days. And like and I, like you said, it was his. I, my wife sent me a text early in the afternoon and says, who's winning? What's going on? I said, Spies up by one. 40 minutes later, I go, oh, he's up by four. It's over. 30 minutes later, I go, oh, by the way, it's over. And he's only up one. It was, I mean, it was the ultimate roller coaster. And I think he is miffed. But I also think he knows that he's in first place despite having his A game. So... On not Sunday, despite yeah. not having his A game. So does Sunday finally catch up with him because he doesn't have his A game? <laughs> or is he able to kind of find something and and go out there? I don't know. Before we get to that, though, let's let's just talk a little bit more longer. You wrote a good piece about longer. Jason Day, Dustin Johnson. That's the thing, too, about Spieth. Not only is, is, did the lead go from four to three in a blink of an eye, it's and let all these other people in. It's who he let in. He let in DJ, Day, Matsuyama, Longer. Even you get back to the even pars and you got guys like Willett and, and Brant Snedeker at one over. I mean, you now have 10 guys who have a chance, whereas you maybe 
30 minutes before that was over, had one other guy who had a chance. Yeah, and I think you'd be hard-pressed to make a case for someone who's one over par who could still win this golf tournament. There's just so I, many guys I think you I, have to leap I from. think I agree with that. And those these guys aren't aren't chumps either. I mean, they're, they're caliber of Jordan Spieth and Hideki Matsuyama and Dustin Johnson and Jason Day. To me, Hideki is the most dangerous player on Sunday. He's leading the field in terms of greens and regulation, and just his iron play is so spectacular. And he's not the greatest putter, and he admitted they did putt particularly well in the third round, but he's going to be giving himself more opportunities than a lot of these players. You look at Jordan Spieth, and you mentioned earlier that he hasn't had his A game. I'm not even sure this is his B or B-plus game. I mean, this is a game he's 57 players made the cut. He's 51st in driving distance. You could make the case that perhaps at Augusta National driving distance isn't all that important, but he's putting himself in some precarious positions. You saw what happened on 17. That probably wasn't a driver play. Hits it into the trees, and all of a sudden, it's a brand new ball game. But when you're looking at this leaderboard, Jay, who who stands out to you as the biggest threat to Jordan Spieth? I I I kind of I kind of feel you when you talk about Matsuyama or or maybe Day. I you know Day that is only three shots back. That's not that much to make up. But when I'm looking at those stats, so 21 of the last 25 winners have been in the last group. And, you know, granted, they haven't all been tight like this. No, I'm not. (laughs) Granted, you know, most of those 25 haven't been as tight as this one. But that still shows me that there's something to be said for being in that position heading into the the last round. But Day, I think three shots back. Matsuyama, I think you're right with Matsuyama, too. Just because it's so quiet and unassuming, you know. and, And it's not because he doesn't speak English well. It's just that that's what he is. He's just sort of a quiet, unassuming guy. And so when you're looking at that leaderboard, he's a guy that that mainstream for, sports fans are going to are going to gloss over. You and I aren't. If you and I were sitting here in 24 hours and he won the green jacket, we're not going to be totally surprised. No, he stared down Ricky Fowler a couple exactly. months ago in Phoenix. He just doesn't he just doesn't have charisma. Yeah. He's just Exactly. He's a ball striking machine. All he does is play golf. Someone asked him in the interview room today, "What do you like to do besides play golf?" He goes, I like to play golf. Yeah. This is yeah. what I do. Yeah, what kind of a I, question is that? <laughs> I, I eat, sleep, drink, think, and just love golf. So Hideki is that guy, and Jason Day, he's in a position now in the third-to-last group where he can put up a number, scare him a little bit, yeah. and, and see, yep. see, see where it falls. I do expect conditions to be easier on Sunday. It's been brutal. It's been yeah. kicking these guys in the groin yep. for the better part of three days now. I think he's going to see some fireworks. I think you're going to see some birdies. I think you're going to see some roars that really have been lacking over the first three days. Yeah, I do too. And I think that that's, you know, at the end of the week, we kind of talked this on the podcast a couple nights ago. You know, if that happens, we're not going to give a crap how hard the first three days were. No. Well, the first day was was difficult, but not as difficult. There were there was some scoring out there. I think I think speed 66 sort of made us think that it was easier than it really was. It was not easy. Day two and day three were not easy. It was basically U.S. Open type conditions. Greens getting crusty, dried out in the afternoon. Even when the even when the wind did stop a little bit later, those greens were so crusty and everybody was already frazzled mm-hmm. that it was sort of high, hard to find it back. But the Masters is the fun major. Yeah, it right? hasn't been particularly fun. It has not been. It's been anything but fun. But if we see birdies on that back nine, and somebody goes around a amen corner, somebody drops a three on thirteen, and you know, follows it up with a with a two on twelve, and then goes for it on two on fifteen. Once we get there, we're gonna forget how difficult those first three those first three days were, 
and we're going to remember it for the fun major that it usually is. Now, I don't know that 64, 65, 66, I think a 67 or 68 is going to be a hell of a score up there. Um, and we know all those top guys that, you, that, that we mentioned just aren't, aren't all going to go low at the same time. And it's just it's such a different scenario than last year, right? Jordan Spieth had a four-shot lead heading into the final day. He made that great save on 18 to preserve that lead. And he said that was kind of uncomfortable because if he's playing even par golf for 10, 11, 12 holes and he's not making anything, he's kind of pressing and getting frustrated, but the guys behind him are all making birdies, well, then it's his, you know, his, his mind's kind of racing, like, what am I going to do? I think tomorrow, knowing that he only has a one-shot lead and knowing that the conditions are going to be easier, he just knows, let's go out and make birdies. He's not thinking of a, of a number that he needs to shoot. It's just, I need to put my head down, I need to put the pedal to the metal and make sure I do shoot a 68, 67. Right. I need to make some birdies. Right and get into my own game or I'm going to get lapped here. But he kind of contradicted himself too, because although, you know, he said that last year to, today, just a couple hours ago, he did say, man, I really do. I wish I had that four shot cushion. Sure. Right. Yeah. Because you're, you're right. You can kind of, you can kind of rest on your laurels a little bit and get out there and, you know, play a sleepy nine holes and get but caught. But you still have a cushion. But you have a, yeah. you, you can figure it out. those guys have to make up the deficit. One shot at Augusta National is essentially no cushion. You know, yeah. it, 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 it's, it's not, it is, Sort of in number only and score only, but that can be gone with one bad swing from the middle of the first fairway, just like nothing. It can be now. The the thing that's going to be weird is is how Smiley Kaufman plays with Jordan. You know, look, uh, first timers just do not do not win around here. Fuzzy Zeller, that's about it. It just doesn't happen. So I don't think either one of us, as good of a uh, of a dude as Smiley is, I don't think any one of us think that he's going to contend at all. So. Is that good for Spieth that his closest pursuers will be up in front of him and he won't be next to them? Next to them, or at this point he's probably seasoned enough to where it really doesn't matter. Said he didn't watch the leaderboard that much today. I think that's a bunch of crap. I think anybody who doesn't watch the leaderboard is crazy. It's just not smart. It's just not smart. You have, you have, to, you have you a have tool. To know. You have tools at your disposal to <laughs> use them to play the best <laughs> golf. You them. have to know exactly where you're positioned. Yeah. But but speaking of Smiley Smiley Kaufman, I mean he won last year in Vegas with the 61, so he's not afraid to go low, but this is just a completely different animal. It's not yeah. even just his first Masters. It's really his first major in contention and trying to get in this position now. So I, my expectations have to be low. I think that's just common sense. You you wouldn't expect him to perhaps put up the kind of performance that you'd look for from a Dustin Johnson or a Jason Day. But if you're Jordan Spieth, I think that's a good thing. I mean, he talked yesterday about playing with Roy McIlroy. He said, you know, I, to be honest, I wish I was playing with someone a little – uh, less intimidating or someone with not as, yeah. as great of a record. So he's getting that now. Well, that's what you got. In Smiley Kaufman, we're going to see if it actually pays off for Jordan Spieth. Let's give a look, before we look a little bit more forward to tomorrow, let's give a little bit of love to Bernhard Longer, all right? I mean, 58 years old. It's just amazing. I mean, there's 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 not even really anything you could say that it it's just, it's amazing. I think you and I both agree in that. You know, look, shoot seven, shot 70 in round three, and so he's only two shots behind Spieth. Um, played with Jason Day in round three. I think you and I think that the conditions the first three day were perfect. The grinded out. Pars are good. Just all that stuff I think were, were, were really good for a guy like that. But I think we both think, if I'm, if, if I'm correct, that a Sunday slugfest is not really going to be super helpful helpful for Mr. Longer. No, he needs to to make a lot of birdies in order to, to keep pace. And it's 
still the jury's kind of out if, if he's going to be able to do that. But look, we're, we're looking at a potentially historic oh, yeah. Sunday for, for Bernhard Langer. We've seen it a couple times in the past couple of years that these that these geezers had a chance. Greg Norman, two thousand eight Open Championship had a had a shot there. A year later, Tom Watson was fifty nine and was one soft bounce away from winning that Open at Turnberry. But you wouldn't ever expect that a fifty eight year old would have a legitimate chance to win at the Masters. I mean, Correct. This is the Super Bowl. This is these are the scariest greens on the face of the earth, and this is a guy who's struggled for decades with the yips yeah and he just changed his putting stroke but look jay if he does win this this is not just the oldest major champion in history it's the oldest major champion in history by a decade yeah he shatters the mark by julius boros by a decade this would be unbelievable but we still got a long ways to go before we can and the thing with him too is is i'm trying to (laughs) i can't quite quite figure it out look i you know, I'm on Twitter. You're on Twitter, and I see everybody giving giving longer props and everything. And 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 I realize that he's not Tom Watson as far as. And I was at that 2009 Open at Turnberry. Rex and I were both there, where Tom Watson damn near won that thing. And I remember. I mean, there were tears in the press room. There, I remember. I remember how big People of a deal. A I remember how big of a deal that was. This to me doesn't seem like it's as big of a deal because longer plays well all the time, and I think it's BS. I think he's not getting the credit. Look, I don't care if he shoots eighty to eighty on Sunday. He's not as much as he's getting patted on the back. I don't think he's getting. I don't think he's getting enough kudos for hanging in there for three full days. He was spotting. He's Jason beating Day. J- Jason Day right now. What's Ricky Fowler and Phil Mickelson doing right now? They're at home on their couches. He's beating Jason Day. He's beating Dustin Johnson, Brant Snedeker, Lee Westwood, Rory McIlroy, Justin Rose. He he's spotted, beating these he guys. He spotted Jason Day 80 yards on some holes in the third round. Yes. And he's still What are you talking about on the second hole? On the second hole, he hit three wood. He stepped all over it, pured it, hit it as best as he possibly could, and he was still short of the green. Jason Day comes in there with a seven iron. <laughs> Bernhard Langer, though. Birdies all four of the par fives. He chipped it on 14. Even though he bogeyed the last hole, it was actually a good bogey to finish one shot ahead. And he said, look, sooner or later, one of these old timers is going to win a major. Mm-hmm. So why not me? Yeah. I don't know if I agree that sooner or later an old timer is going to win. Times I, in the last eight years. Almost. And almost. it just has it. For, for you know, uh, look, let's see how what Phil has left in him for the next five or five or six years. But you know that's neither here nor there. Look again. No matter what, longer shoots on on Sunday, it doesn't matter. It's been it's a great story through three days. I hope he plays well. I don't want to see him go out there and and slap around. I hope he gets the job done and at least you know remains in contention because it's a good story. But all right. So let, as we wrap this up here, these last couple of minutes again, Jay Coffin and Ryan Lavner here. Thanks for joining us. We're easing easing closer and closer to the final round of the Masters. What what do you expect? You know. Uh, what do you what do you hope happens? What do you think will happen? What just kind of what do you what do you think we're showing up to watch on Sunday? I think we're going to see fireworks. I, I really do. I think Augusta National. I don't think they envisioned this being the kind of slugfest that it has been. I didn't think they would want a, a repeat of 2015 when Jordan Spieth won at 18 under par and and Justin Rose and Phil Mickelson also had a score that would usually win a Masters. But I don't think with the forecast that they wanted it to get three under is leading after 54 holes. So I think they're going to set it up easy. I think there's going to be 
a ton of birdies. I think there's going to be a ton of drama. I think there's going to be a ton of fireworks. I think a lot of players are still in the mix. So you're going to have a player who can go on a back nine run, maybe put up a 30 or a 31 to get into the mix here. And I think it's it's anyone's ball game. I would still tend to skew towards Spieth. I think he'll figure out something. He needs to certainly correct his driver, but there's a lot of players who can who can put up a number here. So what do you when you talk about put up a number, what do you what do you think that number is? Like what do you it's not it's been so difficult for three days that it's hard for me to envision it being a piece of cake all of a sudden. I, I don't think that that's what you're throw, saying. But, but are we talking about are we talking about 68, 66, 67? What do, Lead, like, what are you thinking? The leading score right now is three under par. Yep. Jordan Spieth. I think the winning score will be six under par. Okay. So how do you get there? Jason Day would need to shoot a 66. Mm-hmm. Jordan Spieth would need to shoot a 69. Okay. Something like that. I think six under. I think six under par wins. Five under is in a playoff. I think I can live with that. I just think the wind conditions on Sunday are supposed to be much more docile than we've than we've seen. I mean, we're talking about five to ten miles an hour, which around Augusta National is normal. I think some of the hole locations will be less severe than what we've seen, and they're gonna they're gonna throw some water on on those greens. They got so crusty in the third round. Yeah, it's uh, yeah, but like yeah, I, I agree with you. I think, like I said, you know, we we go driving home on Monday and everything. We're we're going to remember that the first three rounds were so difficult, but in another five years from now when we come here... We'll be remembering the last... We're going to remember that Jordan Spieth won his second consecutive green jacket, or we're going to remember that Bernhard Longer shocked the world, or we're going to remember that Jason Day somehow, after seemingly being out of it after the first two days, fought his way back into it, or Dustin Johnson fought off all the or major Rory, demons. Or Rory shoots 62 to yeah. shake off what was... Hey, you know what, that's, a, that's a thing, too, day. that we didn't we didn't really even talk that much about, too. And as we close up real quick, I don't want to really necessarily end it on Rory, but it's embarrassing for him to shoot 77. I know it was difficult. I know he didn't have it. 77 was a terrible score for him, given the position he was in, facing Jordan Spieth, with a whole world expecting something out of the both of them, he laid a big fat egg. Yeah, I mean it wasn't even close, really. And it, it his his round certainly took a, a turn for the worse on the seventh hole when he he three putted that when Spieth was clearly going to make a bogey. You just can't make that mistake in that situation. And on eleven, hooks the ball into the trees. That's a spot where you can really make a big number, and he did making a double. But that should have been a position where his caddy steps in and say, hey. Let's punch this out. Let's get on the green. Let's walk off with five, and we're not going to be shooting ourselves out of the tournament. Yeah. To not record a bogey, or excuse me, to not record a birdie in the third round in the final group of the Masters with mm-hmm. Jordan Spieth, one of your rivals, one mm-hmm. of the top three players in the world, was just shocking. Yeah, seventy-seven was just shocking, and now he needs to put up mm-hmm. something incredible to get back in. The and tournament. as I as I wrote too for GolfChannel.com, I mean Spieth. Look, Spieth whipped him all over the golf course, but Spieth kind of almost bailed Rory out because standing on the 16th tee, just, uh, Jordan Spieth is eight shots ahead of Rory McIlroy. Yep. And that bogey-double-bogey bogey finish only leaves Rory five back, and uh, sure, sure, Rory still has a chance. But I think Spieth kind of he bailed out a lot of people, but he really bailed out Rory too because that 77 was inexcusable. I don't want to leave on a, on a negative note, but I'm tired so and I'm done talking. It sounds like we're going to. And that's just the way it's going to happen. So uh, so appreciate you joining us all week. Make sure you stay on GolfChannel.com for all the latest uh, news and notes from around the Masters. For Ryan Lavender, I'm Jay Coffin. Thanks for joining us on this podcast. Enjoy the final round of the Masters, everybody. Take care.
Dietz and Watson's been making meats and cheeses the right way since forever. What's that mean? It means never cutting corners, ever. It means cooking, not processing. It means our Virginia brand ham that's cooked to perfection, then twice baked to layer the flavors. It takes more time, but you can taste the difference. We come to work every day to do it the right way, even if it's the hard way. Because if it's not right for us, it's not right for you. Dietz and Watson, it's a family thing since 1939. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.